baby! It's another episode of Playing Dress Up, the podcast where we truly unravel how people get into the con scene and talk about how they continue to navigate it. Now, as much as I hate to see June go, and boy, did she go, it's time for July, and it truly feels like summer out here. Now, for this month, we're going to shift gears a bit and actually focus on more of the craft-based aspects of cosplay. July, surprisingly, is National Contract Sewing Month. So for this month, we're definitely highlighting some commissioners in the community, whether they help us by making full costumes or by making patterns and templates available for us to use. And first up, oh baby, we got an absolute treat of a guest. They've been in the cosplay scene since 2008, starting off by cosplaying Nisa Amane from Death Note at Anime Next in good old New Jersey. The first costume that they ever made was Lightning Farron's Etro Armor in 2012, and they've been improving their craft with each costume ever since. In my eyes, they are most notably known for their Tharja and Eat, Pray, Pussy Mercedes. They run a lovely little shop where they are selling templates, patterns and decals for Fire Emblem Three Houses and Pokemon Sword and Shield. Former cosplay guest at FlameCon 2018, lover of Ryuji from Persona 5, Rabbit Mom and Elmo Enthusiast. It's Gale of Not Godzilla. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, uh, you did your research. <laughs> we lay it all out. Luckily, you have everything fully set up decked out from the most because i was like this is probably the easiest research session i have ever had to do because you're like oh y'all y'all want it i have a website i got my cosplays. i have everything ac cosplay paradise everything is listed i coded everything it's wonderful beautifully formatted <laughs> and i was like okay go off go off well, i'm glad i was gonna be a little upset if you didn't mention ryuji but it was there so oh. good <laughs> <laughs> literally so, so normally i don't check like the, so the way that i use schedule podcast i usually use like calendly and so like in the notes i like scroll down because usually i see it pop in my gmail i'm like whatever like it's happening i know and then i was like let me click through let me double check and then like in the notes you were like ryuji <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. Oh, I had to. I was like, <laughs> your love for Ryuji has been like known like no bounds. Like I've known you for a while, and like the moment like P five came out, it was just nonstop Ryuji yep. love central <laughs> in this house. Because he's perfect. I just love him. Oh my god. I, he is like at first it was very funny because like I played like all of Persona Five, and I was like. I don't know. Do I like him? And it's then, okay. I know most people don't, which is the, fine. But then, like, he grows on you because I'm like, oh, yeah. you a real one. Like, you stayed since day one, and you're still here. Exactly. And, and that's why I was like, oh, you have grown a special place in my little little heart. I was. I'm like, glad. <laughs> I mean, he's a very simple man. He is like your typical bro next door, and like he grows so much throughout like the entire thing. Like he, be, like you yeah, think exactly. he's a throwaway character, and then he, you just grow. Like you're like, nope, you're number one in my party. I do not care. <laughs> exactly, he's a good boy. Oh yeah, and I was like, luckily for you, it was like your love truly knows no bounds. Because I was like, I was as I was scrolling through everything, I was like, I see you're just like making cosplays. Well, I knew you like wore him for like anime 
and like aversion. Oh, right. Yeah, that was an accident. I was actually supposed to be on that weekend. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> my friend has the, has, I guess, drag Akira. Mm-hmm. And like, I was supposed to cosplay on. And like, you know, Ryuji's like version of on is just like, or Ryuji's um, drag outfit is just shit on wears. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, I had all my shit with me and my Ryuji wig. And I was like, wait, why don't we just do the drag version of the boys for like that weekend? <laughs> and it was, uh, it was great. And then we had K barbecue in drag uh, right after. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, fanime is like the content do that because it is just chill party con. It's like nobody really cares. Yeah. I miss it so much. I was like, I know it was so sad. It couldn't happen this year. But it was, yeah. It's just Miss Rona. She'd be knocking on that door. It is so <laughs> annoying. It is canceling everything that like yeah. God wanted to like provide me in 2020. <laughs> yeah. But I think my favorite thing was like as I was like scrolling through is like seeing that like not only is like you're doing like the drag version of like Ryuji, but like you were planning like Captain Kid of like all things. Yeah, I thought he Captain Kid. I... His waist is snatched. I have to. I could not believe. I was like. <laughs> If I know one person who's going to fuck it up all the way, it's going to yeah. be Gail. Like, I was a Gail will show the true character devotion. <laughs> I am so excited whenever you bust that out. Whenever outside is legal again, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, because I do not have, like, the motivation whatsoever to make anything right now yeah i think that's what's really tough with like everything being canceled it's like a lot of people are motivated by a deadline yeah like i found myself being more motivated sometime around april and i think it's because i was like wow i have no deadline Mm -hmm. i can just work and do everything then like i think the longer we are in quarantine the more i was like oh god we're gonna be in this for a really really like long time oh my god yeah it's like insane because like i kind of like had that like sprint of motivation yeah and like the same way because i was like oh i don't want to do anything like it's funny because right like the first few weeks since quarantine i like bought a camera i like made a whole backdrop set up in my room it was like insane (laughs) and so i was like oh i'm gonna start this project and then i was like uh no we're in like a dead period and then same thing as you all of a sudden i like got motivation out of nowhere because i was like yeah wait i want to do it and like i'm gonna leak this project so whoever listens to this podcast is gonna get like a glimpse into it beforehand and so i was planning to recreate carly ray jepson's dedicated album covers so both regular dedicated and then dedicated side b like i fully have this like wig that i'm fully staring at that i like curled teased did the works had like um tights that I like pretty much put fringe on and so like it just takes one swift motion and like self timer and praying to god that it turns out um so like I have everything ready and then same realization was like oh this is actually going to be much longer I literally don't right. even feel the need to do this <laughs> like yeah this exactly every moment anymore <laughs> it's just like really unfortunate because it's like you get that like burst of energy and you're like yeah I can keep doing this and then it's just like gone because it's like it, I don't want to like sound like dour and be like oh well what's the point but that's that's kind of how people are feeling right now which is really unfortunate oh yeah no fully because yeah. I've, I've had like these conversations left and right and so like my one good friend lucy she's like rainbow rex she's like mm-hmm. oh i am literally forcing myself to do something creative like each and every day just to force it as like more of a routine so that they feel compelled to do something, but it's like, they're like, it's not fully there yet there for me, but like a bitch is trying. And I'm just like, that's more hustle than I got. (laughs) 
I mean, same. It's like I took a month of like not sewing or doing anything creative. I feel like I just needed that like month to recharge and it it would come back very slowly. It would start with me like taking my sewing machine out and I'm like, okay, that's an effort. Mm-hmm. And I like sew a seam and all right, that's like something else. So it's like, it'll. I feel like that's how most people are doing it right now. It's just like yeah. just one thing at a time and you could slowly get back into it. Oh, totally. It is yeah. just, it is baby steps. I was like, for, for me, it's like the same way. Like I was like, I took like one day to sew that wig and like for little things like me right now, like a lot of my creativity because realizing I was like, oh shit, because like professional settings, like I'm going to be working from home forever. So it's like, I've mm-hmm. like diverted all of my creative juices until like sprucing up my like space more than anything else. And I'm mm-hmm. sure that like once that's all over and I'm like very happy and content, I was like, I need to put it to something else. And I'll probably get back into like the cosplay groove, even though like I probably won't release anything until I'll be like, I need to run outside. Like, <laughs> yeah. I need to see people and they need to see me in the costumes and the bullshit because it's like, I don't know, for me, cosplay was always, it always felt weird for me doing it at home because I was like, one, two hour process for makeup, somebody better see it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. Like, I can't yeah. do costas. Like, I was like, I was like, oh, yes, sure, I have a camera. I can like immortalize it in the moment. But like, there was something about it where it's like, oh, I don't have like the the hotel lobby calling my name anymore. Right, yeah. No, I feel that. I have also I like I also set up my like little tripod and my backdrop and I'm like, okay, I'll do something. And then I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just it does feel weird putting all that effort into like your outfit and your makeup and then like just to be by yourself at home. It feels it's just not the same yeah no and like i that's like always like the one thing about it is like it's a huge community thing for me so i was mm-hmm. like that's why I, like i pivoted like a lot of like myself shoots to be like oh maybe it's like portraitures for me like that's gonna be my thing for now until like mm-hmm. we get back out in the world and then it was like very funny because i got very ambitious like what if i built up a modeling portfolio but it was just me as the photographer like very stupid <laughs> i was like joe you are so ambitious you don't have energy to do all of that but like we're gonna try so i mean but like luckily the only good thing about quarantine is that like finally like i feel like which is every cosplayer's bane is like working through like their gaming backlog or like watching backlog it is like finally time for me like it is like i am finally playing like final fantasy type zero which is like a joke at this point because that it came out in like <laughs> that came out years ago yeah 2015 i am not joking <laughs> Wait, really? Yes. You know, yes. Like it came out so much earlier than that, but I get so so it, it did. And so I think it originally came out in like 2011. And then it got like an HD port for the PS4 in like 2015. And mm-hmm. that's the one I'm playing. Oh, okay. I didn't even know there was a PS4 port. <laughs> yeah. See, I am just I'm just boo-boo the fooling out here. And because I, I, like, played it halfway through, and then I stopped for whatever reason, and then I had to start a new file because I don't remember jack shit about what happened in this game. Yeah. And so now I'm, like, playing it fresh, and I'm just like, we need to just get to the story because that's really what I care about. And if it's not good, whatever. I wasted 30 hours of my life. We can move on. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have you even played Three Houses or even started Three Houses? I fully – so this is the fun part. <laughs> I have so much discourse about Three Houses, but (laughs) (laughs) I have fully played Fire Emblem Three Houses. Like, I have played... Every route? No, absolutely not. I have played... (laughs) I have played... 
Verdant wins. So I played Claude's Root in full, uh-huh. and I was like, "What a lovely game this <laughs> is! This is wonderful. Love this game. Love, uh-huh. love my little children of the rainbow. Like they are of all the colors. They are pleasing to look at." And then I tried to play um, Azure Moon. Azure Moon. Wow, I can't speak Dimitri's. Dimitri's Root. Yeah. Yeah. And then once I realized that you have to play pound for pound the same exact 10 levels yeah the same 30 hours it's really annoying <laughs> yeah and that's where i was like no this is a joke no this is a joke you this is a real like they like we couldn't get to the point where it branches out entirely different because i'm not like in those first few hours you don't get any new information and mm-hmm. then this is months before after this game came out so who cares and then like literally towards the end of like chapter 10 you finally see like dimitri like see the flame emperor for the first time who is edelgard and like he <clears throat> loses his shit and starts his descent into madness and like that that is the only difference in like the entire <laughs> 10 chapters yeah and i was like i have to do this four more times for the full story of this game i can wait think. so is that how far you got an azure moon i then i like stopped at like chapter 18 and i was like i'm good mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they're like no yeah that is so much and then like hearing that there's four roots you expect me to oh, do oh that? my god i forgot about the dlc and i was like there are four roots mm-hmm. you're right yeah well no wait so there's okay so there's claude's root there's yeah. wait there's five yes there's five i was gonna say there yes. is absolutely five because claude's <laughs> mitri's edelgard's and then you have the church root and then you have the dlc yeah. and i was just yes. like no, I'm good. I, I'm i just going to go to the wiki at this point. I, I earned it at this point. I was like, I know yeah. the characters. We have talked in game. I kind of get their motivations. And I was like, honestly, what a lovely game. What a lovely story <laughs> if it wasn't yeah. segmented in four parts. <laughs> I mean, at least we didn't have to buy like four different games so oh yes but i had to pay with my own life force like like the equivalent of like a year of my life yeah, to figure out yeah, what's okay. going on that's valid i was like just fast forward like if i feel like if it was literally just i had the option to skip that first nine chapters yeah yeah give everybody like a flat like level like 15 or something i don't know and then i can move about it i feel like i would have played through all the routes like butter like nobody's business but i was like yeah all of that (laughs) but it's still really solid i think it's a great game like once you realize how everybody because it is really cool how they took the aspect of war and was like here it is from three different stories and each of their own motivations on why they're going through with it you're like Mm -hmm. This is really good. Yeah, it's actually read pretty well. It's much yeah. better than uh, what we got in Fates. So that was something. That was something. <laughs> I don't know what it. Fire Emblem. Y'all let Nintendo. I don't know <laughs> what you did to the entire franchise for it to have like a hold on our dicks, but they did because we all willingly played through Fates. Like how we sure did. Yeah. <laughs> most of us fully <laughs> cosplayed from it, and then like looking back at it, we're like. Huh, I don't think it was that good. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't good. <laughs> and, and like I think back at it and I was like, yo, I cosplayed like two times from Fates and I Wait, who you did Niles and you who else did you do? Uh, fuck flannel. Yeah. 
flannel Keaton. Furry, yes. yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh my fucking god! I was like so invested into this game. <laughs> it was insane. I mean, it was a fun time. It just wasn't a good game. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, met tons of friends. Like, like most of my friends, like, because it's like the entire cosplay community is just like goes up mm. in arms the moment a new fire album comes out. Like, especially, I feel like a lot of that momentum happened after um, Awakening. Cause it's like, yeah, yeah. Before that, I feel like it was such a niche game that, like, it was also much harder. Cause I was like, I was a fan of Fire Emblem, and I was like, yo, these games are crazy. I would, I would restart that game the moment a unit yeah. died and be like, that never happened. That never <laughs> happened. I didn't fuck yeah. up. That's on God. And then, like, Awakening happened, and because they like put in more casual mode, widespread appeal. Everybody's like. This is our game now. And everybody saw Krom and everybody's like, <laughs> oh, he's in this game. I'm a fuck him. And then I was like, game over. And I was just like, okay. Um, a fun fact uh, Matt Mercer came to our room party once. Yes! <laughs> okay. Wait, yeah. do you know the story? Gail, I was there. <laughs> oh my God, you were! I'm so sorry. That was so long ago. <laughs> It really was because, like, I I don't think I really knew you that well yet. No, this is like probably why I don't remember that you were there. <laughs> this was like the first time we've ever ever met. Like, okay, like to be fair, that colossal. I remember every time I came back to the room, someone would give me a drink. So yeah. like, I that's probably like barely remember who was in that room. It was it was yeah because I forgot. I think Trevor brought me to that room, and so mm-hmm. like. We were like all hanging out. I think that was like one of my first few colossals. And uh-huh. so I was like, oh, come back. Like, you're a New York homie. Come drink with us. And I was like, yeah, obviously. Like, I'll bring my own liquor too and share. And then, like, I walk into the room and then, like, I meet you and I meet like a whole bunch of other people that, like, I now know and love. And, like, one of them is Nate. And Nate is like West Coast based. He's like a voice actor and he's like up and coming. And then, like, all of a sudden he's like, oh, do you mind if I bring a friend? And we're just like, <laughs> what yeah sure whatever like we're not gonna stop you and so he like contacts his friend and like in through the doors like i fully remember just being at the bedside and then like his friend walks in it's fully matt mercer and everybody's like (laughs) his friend matt mercer and i was like everybody in the entire room was like your friend matt mercer he's like yes my friend matt mercer and we're like what is going on like this feels fake like <laughs> was this this was when he's like he was most known for like what mccree and crom right mostly crom and then like uh-huh. mccree was like in like the starting phases i want to say right yeah. yeah it it was insane because like all i all i remember it was like somebody was like oh i'm making you a drink based off of dragon age yes okay <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah, and they did the whole uh, the joining ritual. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a good time. It, it was insane because like the joining ritual happened, and then like I don't I can't even like piece together exactly in my memory how it happened, but like we all started chanting like get in the Baymax suit. Like <laughs> we did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, that. I wish I was making this up. Like. Speaking it into existence, it sounds like a fever dream. But somebody had like a Baymax costume and it was chilling in like one corner of the room. And they were like, mm-hmm. yo, Matt, get in the Baymax costume. And he was like, <laughs> okay, I guess. So he gets into this huge contraption. They turn on the fan. He gets in it. He like, you know, for photos. Uh-huh. And then like, just like that, like this entire, like, mind you, this entire time lapse is like 10, 15 minutes. 
the moment he gets out of the Baymax costume, he like leaves, and I'm just like, <laughs> Do you forget the part where he smashed a watermelon? Oh, that. <laughs> I was like, There's more that happened. There was so much that happened in that short span of time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember the Baymax. <laughs> I. <laughs> I like fully remember because it was so rushed. It was like towards the end, like right before he was like, "Oh, I need to go do other things and meet up with other people." Uh-huh. And I was like, "The Baitmax thing was so far out of left field from like everything that he came to accomplish between like joining, yeah, people, saying hi to Nate, smashing a watermelon, and like eating something with us." And then last minute, can you wear the Baitmax costume? Oh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Wild. <laughs> It's it's insane. I feel like I've told this story so many times to like some like some like good friends like that I've uh-huh. known, and they're like, "That's wild, Joe. Did that really happen?" And now I'm glad. <laughs> See, I I've told this story too, and I don't even remember the Baymax suit. So now I have something to add to it. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't even remember that happened. If I ever like find Trevor and Nate, I was like, please tell me I didn't like fake fever dream this in some reality where like matt mercer wore a baymax suit at that colossal con because i will look insane it was like that this had to have happened <laughs> i mean i believe you i i hope i remember it right i mean if we both remember the same thing yeah I'm pretty sure it happened. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it that honestly i feel like was like the definition of like how i meet most people at like cons. At, at cons yeah it is like barely like it's like 50 percent. like i want to say no i lied it's not 50 percent. it is like 30 percent on the con floor and then like 70 percent in like these like room parties where room it's like, parties yeah and it's mostly because like oh hi my friend brought me here so and you're friends with my friend so you must be cool hi my name is joe let's talk da, 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 and let's see where the conversation goes and it, it's been lovely it's, it's beautiful <laughs> it, truly alcohol a room that should not occupy more than eight people standing <laughs> because people sometimes sleep with eight people in a room bonds people together so much i am too old for that i am like way too old to like fit eight people in a room i think like even six is pushing it for me oh yeah like that that's exactly my perfect journey like me yeah poor college student be like oh we're doing eight max yeah that's i used to do that minimum too because we're all poor and we just want to be here yeah and then i got older and i was like i got money now like I don't have like I'm not a millionaire, but I got money to spend. Like I work full time now, so I was like six. I don't want to be stepping over people just trying to pee. That's a lot. Yeah. And then eventually, I feel like I'm gonna be that person. Like eventually, in my thirties, be like four. I'm too grown. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, same. It's the same for me. It's like once I started making my own money, I was like, I'm too old <laughs> to have this many people in one room. Oh, I have yeah. back problems. I don't want to trade sleeping on the floor. Just, I can't. Literally, because, like, I would, like, have, like, these insane rules, like, to, like, help manage the eight. Be like, okay, well, if you drove here first night, drivers get the bed, everybody else <laughs> on the floor, and then we're going to alternate, and we're going to do this weird rotation throughout the weekend where everybody at least touches the bed once. <laughs> <laughs> rotation where someone touches the bed once. Once. Like, everybody gets yeah. one good night's sleep. And then, like... Also, like, when I first started in the scene, like, my room was, like, originally, like, just a mix of cosplayers and non-cosplayers, but heavily Mm -hmm. more cosplayers. So it's, like, can you imagine, like, 
let's say six people who are like legitimately cosplaying trying to fight for that bathroom mirror <laughs> yeah and no. it's like just cramped like i gotta blend i gotta i gotta put <laughs> eyeliner on and it is like you're climbing yeah. over shoulders and elbows it was insane i've like brought like one of those portable light up mirrors before yeah. i feel like it's just not the same Mm-mm. as using the bathroom bathroom mirror and i am annoying yeah. in the bathroom like I, I, <laughs> like i i keep all my stuff in one corner but like i do this thing where like i will do my makeup really up close but then i'll also like back all the way and be like hey how does it look from 10 feet away and they'll be like it looks okay and then i'm like okay and so like i do like this whole like parade in the bathroom like back and forth <laughs> back and forth back and forth and so it's like imagine that with like six other costumes. six people yeah trying to fight for that mirror no not happening no <laughs> like luckily like half my room consists like mixes like it's usually me like i want to say at most like it's usually now two other cosplayers and the others are just like like a regular attendee and maybe like photographers and i'm like this is good for me yeah it's really funny how have like rooming with non-cosplayers makes your room so much more manageable i like to think i am like a neat person and then like once the con happens <laughs> just like no organization garbage whatsoever yeah I'm like, oh, I'm going to put my costumes in the order that I'm going to wear them and I'm going to put them away. No, I don't no. do any of that. <laughs> yeah. My favorite example of that was like this past Katsu because I was like, I did Miss Piggy. It was great. And I was like, oh, like, mind you, everything prior to Miss Piggy was like organized. I was like, this is the Miss Piggy bag. And then I like got in cosplay. <laughs> everything was organized. Mm-hmm. The moment I had to get out of cosplay. Oh, baby, I wasn't organized. I threw everything <laughs> yep, everywhere. <laughs> yep, that's, that happened to me exactly. I had, like, my little pile of, like, this piece goes with that piece. And then, like, the moment you take a costume out, I was just like, no, fuck it. I'm like, no organization. It was insane because I was, yeah. like, trying to pack up, like, Saturday night before we all left. And, like, my titties are, like, on one side of the room. <laughs> the boa feathers are, like, on the other side of the room. Yeah. My lashes are stuck to the mirror. It's like, I'm like, what happened? Like, it looks like a twister, like, just happened yeah. in this room. What a fun mess cosplay is. <laughs> yeah, the, the only con that happened this year. Wait, no, uh, what other con happened? Mag. Um, ALA happened, right? Yes, good yeah. old messy ALA. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to ALA, so I don't know anything about it. I've been I've been meaning to go to ALA, and the only thing that I know about ALA is that it is the Magfest of the West Coast, and Magfest, really not necessarily like in terms of like the content and just the pure messiness of it all. Like, <laughs> like a big party con. That's all it is. Oh, okay, <laughs> good to know. And so I've been I have been dying to try it out at least one year. But it's always, like, normally how the schedule rolls out is, like, MAGFest, like, usually in the first two weekends of the new year. And then ALA is, like, usually two weeks after MAGFest and two weeks before Katsu. And I'm just like... Oh my God, that's, uh, that's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I picked my battles. And I was like, mm, I don't need to go to the West Coast yet. And usually I save that for Fanime. Yeah. But, you know, with all that travel talk, oh, we're going to travel to a break for now. We are back. So, Gail, now that we've traveled up and down the East Coast with conventions, I would like to know, how did you get into conventions? 
So I actually discovered cosplay on LiveJournal. Yeah. <laughs> pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure I joined one of those, like, pretty sure it was like a Death Note, like, LiveJournal group that I joined. And I saw, like, people dressing up as the characters. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. And one of my, like, oldest internet friends, um, Luluko Kime, that's her um, cosplay handle. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her cosplaying and I was like, wow, that's really neat. I want to do that too. So then I like looked up what cons are around me and that's when I discovered like, oh, Anime Next is a thing. I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, I guess it's just like how I like started going to cons. It, that's like insane. It's <laughs> like, so it's like, I know a lot of people that like did the uh-huh. live journal and everything. I was like more of like the deviant art, but like live journal was like, <laughs> Life Journal is like right yeah. around the same era, pretty much. And so it's like right back then I was like, oh, my God, it really was. It felt like pure community based because you're like, oh, my God, I made like my friends on like all these websites. Like, let's right, go yeah. to a con. And this was like the ages of just like dial up, which kids won't know now. <laughs> so you really had to be dedicated to the cause right. and be like, we, we really got to just meet up in person, meet at this one spot, try to tag a username to a face without any photos half the time and be like, oh, that's you. Hey, nice to see you in person. Like, and just go about it. Yeah. It's like wild now that I think about it, being 14 on LiveJournal and just meeting these like strangers. Yeah. <laughs> on, it's like insane to think about right now, but like people were friendly. It wasn't like, I mean, they're always going to be weirdos, but like most yeah. people are friendly. Yeah. Yeah, and, like, it was so friendly, like, because, like I always say, like, it is definitely more around, like, people who were just, like, back in the day, anime wasn't, like, popularized and all that fun stuff. So it's like, oh, my God, I found people that like the same shit that I do. Like, this is amazing for me. Great for them. Like, we can just talk. Instant friendship. Like, almost, like, at the bat of an eye. And it's always insane how fast it happens. Yeah. I actually used to hide the fact that I cosplayed for like a really long time. I was like super embarrassed about it. Yeah. So like, I would be like, don't tag me in pictures. I don't want people at school to know that I cosplay. So it was like really weird once it started becoming like a mainstream thing. And I'm like not complaining that it's become mainstream. I'm really glad because it is really fun. Yeah. It just felt weird knowing there was a time where I was like, I I don't cosplay. It's totally like, don't, don't tag me in that shit. But yeah. It's insane. Cause I always tell people, I was like, like present day cosplayers will never know like i guess like the fear of like telling somebody right. that you cosplay like it was so weird it was so irrational it was like the equivalent of like coming out to like your friends i don't know why yeah it's like i wear wigs and makeup are you cool with that and you're just like you sh- i hope you are we watched like theater productions like it's well loved <laughs> by many a people like yeah but it was such a foreign concept because i also think that in the mainstream i like for whatever reason like this was even like pre like rupaul's drag race like people associated wigs and makeup of that degree to drag queens for the most part because mm-hmm. i remember like when i told when i tried to explain to my parents what like cosplay was like for whatever reason they were just like so you're a drag queen i was like no <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm fully dressing up as some like high school kid in like Persona Four. Like that's not what's happening. Like they're like, what do you mean? Why else would you need a wig? Because because like, I need the wig to look like a character. And they're like, why do you need the makeup? Because I I have to just not look like a person. And they're like, what? And I was like, I can't even I can't even have this conversation yet. Yeah, it it was insanely tough. So it's like fully get where you're coming from and like. There's always, like, all these, like, weird complications, like, saying that, like, you're a cosplayer. Like, 
for me personally i was like dating life it is like a weird thing to be like hey oh yeah I, yeah <laughs> I, do, I do not mention it because like really, yeah get really weird messages and it's like it's really funny because like have i'll have like people from i've had my instagram since high school yeah um and i'd like that's where i post all my cosplay it's like really funny like people from high school were like like all my tharja photos and like message me and be like hey gail it's been a while <laughs> like, wow you're not subtle at all no no. yeah <laughs> i was like you know i've had the same thing where it's like so like i'm coming up like on my like 10 year high school reunion and like for whatever mm. reason our high school reunion made like an entire like instagram page like oh my god haha class it's coming on like what's <laughs> up and they followed everybody that graduated in that graduating class and like luckily my class isn't like super super huge it was like 370 people i want to say so mm-hmm. it's not like astronomical by means, but like let me tell you, people found my Instagram so oh my God. fast because I I got like 20, 30 followers, and I was like, "Who the hell is this?" And I was just like, "Oh, y'all be knowing now." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is crazy." Shout out to Miss Rona because hopefully it's delayed and I don't have to have those conversations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's fun but like I, I think what's always like cool is that like people I mean like back in the day people would be like oh cosplay uh, weird but now like because it's so photo shoot centric like people are like oh you guys look really cool like I wish I was doing that can you bring me to a con sometime soon <laughs> yeah are just like whoa 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 when did you want to start doing all of this because this wasn't the mentality back in the day yeah like I remember, like, when I was, like, trying to hide that I cosplayed, I was afraid people were like, oh, that's weird. What are you, like, dressing up as? And, like, it just, again, it, it felt really weird for suddenly people to be like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Can you, like, help me make a costume? It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. It was it was insane. And, like, now, like, every Halloween, I get, like, the, the usual friends. Oh, Oh, me too. Yep. That's why I'm not ready for like in four months. Hopefully, Miss Rona delays Halloween. That's the only thing I will be proud of because I'd be like, don't ask me. Don't ask me. I sew for myself. I'm very bad at sewing for other people, but I also don't want to put in effort because sewing in and of itself is a journey. Yeah. I don't think people understand that it is like, like it is a lot of work and it's really hard. Like my parents have asked me like, oh, why don't you make a costume for your cousins? And I'm like, are they going to pay me? <laughs> and they're like, no, they're your cousins. And I'm like, they better pay. Yeah. Like it takes a really long time. Yeah. Like start yeah. to finish. I was like between like patterning and then like I'll, I can make like, let's say I bought the pattern. I can make the garment, but then I have to fit it to myself. It? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then that's like its own thing. And like, usually I'll make a test garment just to like, practice it make sure that like i can like hide all the seams and all the ugliness underneath and then like it, it's a journey and everybody thinks like oh it's super simple because it's also like the concept of it ties into like fast fashion and like h&m right. Everybody's like oh it sure costs five dollars so you shouldn't you could make that real quick and i was like no no i, can't. <laughs> no, I cannot yeah <laughs> It's not my full-time job. <laughs> I've done a commission once and it was so stressful for me. I was like, I never want to do that ever again. It was, a uh, what was it? It wasn't even something hard to make. It was still extremely stressful for me. It was a Kigurumi for um, Osumatsu-san. Ah. Forgot, <laughs> forgot which one of them, but one of them has a bat Kigu. Mm-hmm. And my friend wanted one. 
And then I was like, oh shit, what do I charge? I don't know what to do. And then I like <laughs> I showed her my rates and she was like, yo, this is below minimum wage. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's because I'm scared of like <laughs> I'm scared of like fucking this up for you. And like she she ended up liking it a lot and she did end up tipping me, which I'm just like, oh, you didn't have to do that. Right. But like <laughs> one time is enough for me. That was extremely stressful. I don't know how other people do it, but like props to them i guess oh fully i i always yeah. say super super props to like any commissioner because it's like i always think of like like me sewing and it's like i'm comfortable on my own body because it's like oh like and usually like just be fair like i am sewing like mostly in just underwear because i'm like i will sew the garment oh, me too. close <laughs> the seams and be like do it fit and then i'll like put it on real quick and then like i gotta take it in a little bit more and i'll like pin it and then i like, run it through the machine again but like as a commissioner, you have to be so confident, like, that you know your, like, customer, and, like, just based, and most of the time, like, I don't understand how some people are like, just give me, like, the basic measurements, like, even if you're ordering a costume off Taobao, and they're just like, just give me that bust waist hips, I'll figure (laughs) it out, and I'm like, yeah, but everybody's different in height? Yeah. How do you do this? And they're like, it don't matter, and I'm like, my brain cannot wrap around that. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I was like, luckily, Akigu, for your first commission, like probably maybe your only commission right now, where yeah. like it was it was very loose fitting. Like Kigus get away with it very much because yeah. he's like, I just want to be comfy. Comfy, yeah, exactly. That's why I was, even though it was like super simple, I was still like super stressed out. I'm like, oh, this needs to be comfy, it needs to work. Yeah. Yeah. Once was enough. I was like, I can't do that again. I know, I know, but I mean, like that's why I think it's like super cool that like seeing you, especially like over like more frequently in like last past year where you just mm-hmm. like were like ooh I'm opening up a shop and I'm doing templates I'm doing decals for y'all I got patterns <laughs> ooh, it's lovely yeah it's cause that's mostly how I like learned how to sew when people ask me like oh how did you learn how to sew and how do you get good and like it's like anything in life where you just keep doing a lot of it right and then just kind of get good yeah. and I felt like when I first started cosplaying and I didn't know like how patterns worked and stuff like that, I got a lot of help from like people telling me or like I'd ask a ton of questions and they would show me how to do things. So I wanted to like give back too. So like I thought, oh, you know, I could try and learn how to digitize my stuff and make patterns. And like that was also super stressful (laughs) doing it the first time. Yeah. But like it was stressful because I had a deadline to do it. But like Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed making a pattern. It was really nice to see like people use my pattern to, to like make things yeah. like um, a bunch of my friends ha- use my Garrick mock pattern at Ketsukon. So it was like so nice, like seeing like all these nicely made jackets. I was like, wow, look, they used my pattern. So it's like, yeah, it's like super satisfying seeing that like people like it and like used my pattern. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, it's always fun. Cause it's like, I guess like for me, like I'm not like the best sewer in the world, but I could follow a pattern to a T, but like patterning, I think is like the most time consuming process for me. Like everything leading up to me being underneath that machine and like go is like exhausting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so like anytime I can see like, let's say like another cosplayer was like, oh my God, I'm like selling a pattern. I know how much this was like a headache for like everybody to deal with. Don't worry, I got y'all. And I'm like, you have just saved me like, a <laughs> month of work. Like just trying to figure out yeah. how things fit, what simplicity pattern I can like do the base off of and like modify it to like my own like record. And then 
I will just buy it without question. Be like, thank you so much. I will tag you. I will let you know that I made this. And then go <laughs> like straight under the machine. Yeah, I know a lot of people that hate patterning. And like, I have like a hate love relationship with it. I actually find it like, it's really fun. Mm-hmm. It's like a puzzle for me, right? To yeah. try and figure out how this weird anime bullshit like will work on a person. Yeah. It's super satisfying to like, see it all come together i like i just really enjoy patterning and yeah it does take like a lot of time like i'm still patterning edelgard she's still like she's still there (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's a lot oh yeah no i saw you work on emperor edelgard and i was like oh i'm still working on emperor edelgard (laughs) yeah yep but i was like knowing you i was like take your sweet ass time number one we're not leaving our houses anytime soon but number two that thing is gonna be wonderful i know it thanks because your work literally has been like insanely good ever since like you first made your oh, first thank cosplay you. like even though like your first one was like um lightning pharaohs like etro armor in like 2012 and that was like more armor based but it's like you really have like stepped up your game ever since each and every cosplay like shown oh out. thanks it is no no joke yeah i made a lightning for like warblow was a thing yeah <laughs> so that was a that was fun pretty sure i sealed it with floor wax too oh hell yeah don't remember yeah i sealed it with like floor wax there's a lot of mod podge mm-hmm. cheesecloth yep all before thermoplastics are a thing oh yeah and i mean like it's very funny because it's like i come from that like older age of cosplay and so like mm-hmm. i still hilariously to this day have not used warbler like and really really not even not, not even for something tiny like have you not used any like thermoplastics nary a wood pulp amalgamation i promise you like i i bought like a roll of like bootleg like warbler from like taobao because they sell them now like on taobao like you might i didn't know that fun fact you can do that like warbler yes it is giant roll and like it is like dirt cheap i forgot how much i paid for it It was like 30 dollars um but like i have it never used it because i guess like the way that i learned like a lot of like armor building so i followed johnny junkers for like the longest and like the one thing that he swore by was oh i forgot what they're called um but it's like pvc sheets so it's just pvc pipes pretty much flattened out i forgot what it's properly called styrene no not styrene okay there's another one it's like it has like a commercial name but like I don't remember what it is. It's yeah. It's just if you look it up, it's called like white expanded PVC foam sheets. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the proper name <laughs> of this expanded is. PVC. If I can find this in like three seconds, I will let y'all know. Um, but it's it's just exactly what I described, and it comes between like one millimeter, two millimeter, three millimeter, and mm. the only thing that it's good for is that things that aren't complicated that won't curve as often. So if you're like doing like a nice just bend in the material um but it's pretty solid it usually comes in white you spray paint it it takes the color like stupidly well i've used it for so many little things it's like insane and like it holds its shape like almost always and so like i've used it for like my azura's like headband i like just put like three millimeter as like the base i used one millimeter for the details colored it to like hell and back and it's like stupid cheap. It's like $20 for like a four by eight foot like piece of plastic. Like it's huge. I'm still so surprised you haven't used one. <laughs> I, am... I mean, if you can find a cheaper alternative. 
because it's like Warbla was like praised for so long. They're like, oh my god, this is game changing. But like, I remember like Warbla came out when I was like kind of like graduating college, like so like towards the end, and I was like, oh, this is expensive for like mm-hmm, yeah for the little bit that you can run with. I was like, very expensive, yeah. And then, like, you saw all these tutorials about, like, how you could make your own Warbla at home. And I was like, that's... Ooh, there are tutorials for making your own you Warbla? You didn't know that? Yes! No, I didn't know that. I promise wow. you there are. Yeah, I'm going to look it up. Making Warbla at home. You can make it. They're, like, full That on. doesn't sound safe. <laughs> all Warbla is is, like, it's pretty much like an amalgamation of, like, wood glue and wood pulp. Or like is that really what it is? I don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. I know wood pulp is a good majority of what makes Warbla Warbla. But like, yeah, there's some, there's one literally by Cosplay Apprentice. I won't play it right now. Uh, but like you can fully find out and like they teach you how to like make a sheet. But it is so labor intensive that it makes more sense to just buy it. To just buy it, yeah. Like don't even waste your time. But it's very I didn't even know you could make your own Warbla. <laughs> Like, like worst case scenario, if, like, you need, like, the smallest piece of warbler and you're like, shit, I don't have everything, but I have all these ingredients to make. <laughs> just happy to have all of this, yeah. <laughs> Go to town. Make it home. <laughs> it's great. Like, literally, like, when I think back about, like, when Warbler was first introduced, it was game-changing, but, like, you could only order it from, like, one website at the time, and, like, you had to, like, I think they were... It ships from, like, Canada, too, right? It was, like, <laughs> it came from overseas, yeah. It came from It was, like, hard to get. It was, like, insane. And, like, luckily nowadays, like, you can buy it from, like, every which way, like, known to man, left and right. Like, Michael's has them now. Blows my mind. <laughs> yeah, me too. It's, like, it's everywhere now. It's wild. It, it's insane. So, it's, like, I remember before Michael's had it. So, in New York, Manhattan Wardrobe Supply exists. It's, like, on, like, don't quote me on these streets, but it's, like, 28th and 8th. And so originally it was just meant to be like this, like very, it's like a shop that really catered towards like, I guess, photo shoots and like just fashion centric things. And then they hired pretty much like two cosplayers and be like, what do you feel like would bring in people into this space? And so they started selling like a lot of like the jacquard like paints and then they started selling Warbla. And I was just like, that was the first time I ever saw Warbla in person. And I was like, I can just buy a roll, like just walk up into the shop and be like, I'm taking this home with me. And I was like, this is insane. That's wild. Yeah. And that now that it's like, like cosplay is like the biggest thing now. It's like, oh, you can buy it at Michael's. And I, I don't know if you can get it at Joann's, but like you can buy a lot of things that are cosplay centric now at Joann's. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sells like foam, like different like thickness at Joann's. Yeah. <laughs> insane i was like before it's like oh back in my day yo the puzzle piece mats yeah that was how we survived i was like like the garage sheet masks and everything yep that is the only way we could build props we we didn't have a choice in like thinness or thickness we just had to go to our home depot see what they had <laughs> like pray. <laughs> yeah it, it was an entirely different time like the accessibility of cosplay like always always fully blows my mind like to this day it's really cool that like it is it's more accessible to people i think it's it's like not to be like back in my day but, yeah. but literally back in my day like finding anything to make anything was like a journey it was it was literally like me planning like i had to plan out cosplays fully like at least three months in advance by necessity now it's just like for me peace of mind but it was because like if i wanted to source something in my college years that was like cheap enough i would rely on ebay 
on like the yep, same here. Things. That would take a full month to just get from point A to point B. And then I'd have to plan it around, make sure that the con didn't happen like over like the weekend that it's supposed to arrive. And then like on top <laughs> yeah. of that, if I had to like work on something, like I was like, okay, I need to set time for that. Like it was this whole journey. And like, it always made it like more rewarding when like you finally get to wear it. Cause you're like, oh, everything came together and I wore it, put it on. It looks good on me and I'm happy. <laughs> Yeah, I think my very first cosplay, I'm pretty sure I got that wig from like those wig shops all up and down like Newark. Yeah. <laughs> I remember like going into stores and trying to find a wig <laughs> that would work for cosplay. And it was, I remember spending like a whole day with my mom. She didn't want to be there. She wanted to go to these wig stores. I was like, but mom, I need to look good in my cosplay. Yes. But, like it's, and then like today you can get like, like a really decent wig on Amazon and like it'll come to you in like two days. It's like wild. It, it's insane it has like changed the game for like us drag queens just like literally like females who just want to wear wigs like all of a sudden like that's why like lace fronts have like this huge explosion like mm -hmm. for better or for worse and i just say like for better or for worse <laughs> just because like i feel like celebrity like once once we peeled back the layer on like celebrities was like y'all wearing wigs y'all can't fucking change your hair that fast we know now <laughs> and like and then everybody wanted to wear lace runs and then it became popularized you can buy them literally like everywhere now it's it's insane because i remember when lace fronts were like to just buy one was like expensive it was like a hundred dollars i want to say like 80 yeah. minimum and like now you can literally go on amazon buy one for like 36 bucks and like yeah they're like half that price it's wild yeah i'm like give me my plastic fiber hat now <laughs> plastic fiber hat give it to me put it on my head and now like the moment like if i have anything that exposes forehead like no more are the days of like the felt hairline or the glued hairline for me oh my I god was, the hard hairlines yeah i was like i make my own money i'm good just give me the lace front we'll figure it out from there <laughs> <laughs> yeah they sell whole ass costumes on amazon now too which is really cool <laughs> that i love <laughs> But I love yeah. it for a reason that I fully uh, won't disclose on air. I will tell you later. Wh but what a lovely treat that is. Let me oh my God, okay. you. <laughs> that has saved my ass many, many a times. Um, oh, yeah, same. I think my favorite, like, time that it saved many people's ass. So because, like, all the COVID things, like, eventually reached the states at a much later pace and like we took it in severity much later even though we could have taken it like sooner like pretty much like all of china was on fire like supply chain wise like i want to say december into january which affected a lot of katsukan orders katsukan, yeah and so luckily demon slayer was like this like huge huge anime still airing at the time and so a mm -hmm. lot of people's orders got really messed up because of like taobao and everything that they were luckily still selling them on amazon fully fully stocked in the warehouses so some people were like oh. Amazon give me the cosplay we are still on for this convention nice did you end wait did you like me to get some katsu on prime I, I get like really like janky things on Amazon to like <laughs> just like up my costume like when I did Uzui like I had the full outfit already from like like Taobao so that was fine but then, like, I was like, ooh, I need the slippers. So I bought, like, slippers on Amazon. And then the other things that I got were, like, um, I was like, ooh, I don't want just a regular white belt. I want, like, a white rhinestone belt. Let me <laughs> of course. Too. So I, like, <laughs> got all that. But, like, everything else, like, I already had on hand. So that's, what like, mostly what I use 
Amazon for, for cosplay now for like little things where I'm like, ooh, I don't want to make make that. But if it, <laughs> I can buy it, I'm going to just buy it. Yeah. Amazon saved me from making the armor for my bi-lift because like I had all the needlework done. And I just cannot stand making armor. Yes. I, like really didn't want to do it. And I like... <laughs> I like was thinking like why don't I just buy a Violet costume on eBay, mm-hmm. take parts from it, and yeah, save me like a week of work. And that honestly like is like my favorite thing to do in cosplay is just modifying yeah. parts because my other friend just did the same exact thing. Um, just goes by Hinoxilus. They also did Violet and they did the same thing. So originally what they actually did was they bought the costume and then they saw aspects of it and they were like, oh, half of this is salvageable. Like most of it was like the armor aspects mm-hmm. and the other parts like, oh no, I am not stepping out of this house looking like this. <laughs> yeah. This is insane. And so like they would like take pieces of it and like put in like their own preference of like the fabric choices and all that fun stuff and then fit it perfectly. And I was like, that thing came out so nice. I was like, I love modifying cosplays because I was like, it is half the effort. I have the, I have the sewing knowledge to do it so i was like mm-hmm. this is good for me good for everyone yeah and like the quality of costumes like it's not like perfect but like mm-hmm. you like way back in my day <laughs> it was like a huge gap remember milan new oh baby milan new no we have milan new yeah <laughs> baby. what a nightmare yeah i feel like back then it was like such a gamble it was like either really nice or it was like a milan new costume yeah. And you're like, that is nowhere near the photos that I saw yeah. on the website. It was like, what happened? Like, did I got scammed? Like, <laughs> yeah, you really had to like vet your like eBay sellers and like double check, like do reverse image searches. Like, oh, is this just the, the standard warehouse like everybody has access to? Like there was one eBay seller that like I would like legitimately only go to them for costumes because the way that they manufactured it was like so distinctly different and like mm-hmm. the quality was like insane if i could find it in these next three seconds i will be impressed with myself but i probably won't. <laughs> are you trying to find the ebay seller hell yeah baby <laughs> i probably won't because that is all the way back in time but like it was like it was really really good quality like it was it was stupid like how much it was like a step above compared to like everybody's else's mm-hmm. and they would do like custom orders it was it was stupid. I missed them. I'll, I'll never find out who they are. EBay I'm sorry not, for your loss. It <laughs> does not go back that far. I just tried. I'm it like, doesn't. It probably does, but I don't want to put in the effort right now. <laughs> Valid. I was like, mm, no, that's that's too much time. But oh, Gail, can you actually believe that we have come to the end of this podcast? It almost <laughs> has been a full hour. That's kind of insane to me. Aww. more than anything else <laughs> i was like as we fully like reminisced about our past yeah trials tribulations and then watching matt mercer fully do the joining ritual <laughs> and wear a baymax costume and which i don't remember costume. but i believe you i believe you i'm probably gonna ask like other people just like do i remember this correctly but like and you did you didn't remember the watermelon I feel like I blocked out the watermelon in my head for whatever reason, but the moment you said, but I was the like, Baymax one stayed. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was just so out of place yeah. for me. I was, like, I guess, the watermelon. I was like, oh, haha, get it. We're in like our own little like anime summertime festival. Yeah, let's break open that watermelon. <laughs> With <Matt> Mercer, yeah, <laughs> no big deal. It's just a regular like con afternoon. But I was like, the Baymax costume. That's where I draw the line. <laughs> 
And like we didn't even break open the watermelon with like a proper knife. Like we smashed it open. No, it was with the with the bat. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was like someone's idea because like, oh, like Kanji from Persona 4. I have no idea what that has to do with Kanji from Persona 4. Why is this Kanji too, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. I fully remember that. I was like, what? I was like, all right, sure. I fully remember just being on like the side of the bed and be like, this is going to be a mess. And I was just like, just watching it all happen. And I was like, I want no part of it, but I'll just be like, yeah, I'll have someone like y'all are done. (laughs) <laughs> but oh Gail is there anything you would like to promote well it's almost the end of June so the sale in my shop is still going on but um, all my Pokemon related items are 20% off yes and so good just in time for the DLC so it was like y'all hop yep. on that anything else Ryuji, Ryuji. <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm good now uh, we remember rule number one and get house. We stand Ryuji. But oh, always remember you can ask any questions for myself or my guests to answer on the podcast at curiouscat.me/slash playing dress up. There have been no questions, but I'm still waiting. If you truly love this podcast, you can like it, you can rate it, you can subscribe, you can give it the nice little five stars on the Apple Podcasts. Give it five stars if you like it. Give it five stars if you don't. And give it some nice little criticism, constructive or not. I'll read it on the air if it's real bad. Don't you worry. You'll get your airtime. Don't you worry. And you get to hear me react to it live. But anyways, guys, we will see you next time. Goodbye.